Hey, it's Sunday morning, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to be with you. I, I trust that you've gathered with some family and some friends, and you've already enjoyed some good worship. And by God's grace, I'm going to bring forth a message that I think is really going to uh, minister to you. Now, with this in the chat, you'll have an opportunity to connect. Some of you might be with us uh, for the first time. There'll be a connect link that you can hit and uh, give us any information and respond to us in any way uh, that may allow us to follow up with you, minister to you. We love to stay connected. We're doing our, our best to stay engaged with you, and, and hopefully you'll, you'll let us know who you are. As a matter of fact, if you're from anywhere outside of Yuma, We'd like you to say so on the chat. Tell us where you're from. Uh, if, if you are in Yuma and you're not regularly attending of CTC, we'd love to hear, we'd love to hear from you uh, also. But, but thank you again for, for being with us. I, I, I want to let you know, uh, we, we've been five weeks now, maybe six weeks, that we've been in the, like a stay-at-home uh, shelter. And for us, not knowing how long this is going to last, we're hearing that it could be another six weeks, seven weeks, eight weeks before we can do our gatherings like we did at one time. So we're gonna keep doing our, our Zoom uh, City Life groups. Many of you are participating in that and thank you for, for doing so. There may be a time uh, in the next phase of this rollout where we can gather in groups of 10 and uh, you'll get information on that. Uh, the, those that are overseeing the CLGs will let you know. We'll be able to maybe gather in together with, with 10 or less. And then there's supposed to be a phase of 50. We're not sure if we're gonna, how we're going to respond to that. But in the meantime, uh, we're going to be here. You're going you're gonna to be able to uh, engage with us on every morning with the devotionals on Wednesday with our midweeks. And uh, also, obviously, every, every Sunday morning. Even after we get back together in the building, you will still have an opportunity. For those of you who can't make it to us, you'll still have an opportunity to be part of our, our church, our community, our worship gatherings through uh, the live streaming. We're, we're going to continue to do what we do. We want to keep serving. We want to keep engaging. We want to keep worshiping. We want to keep teaching. We want to continue to bring you the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to say this also. The generosity has just been uh, overwhelming amazing uh, how many of you are continuing to give through uh, the CTC app or online. Uh, many of you are sending in your contributions and it, it's really allowed us to, to serve multitudes of people in our community. Just this week we've served about a dozen families in our community who've needed help because of the crisis that many are going through um, and so we've been able to do that. There's been some special folks at CTC, and I wish I could name y'all, but I, I want to give a shout-out to Josie Martinez. I want to give a shout-out to Ben Soleil. Uh, Soleil. So many of you have been just over-the-top, extra special in making sure people's needs are, are taken care of. And, and I want to I I thank you. We've been able to help, as, as I shared with you, uh, dozens of families, um, giving out thousands. If you want to be part of that, uh, you can always uh, give a contribution and label it for a COVID-19 relief fund. We're going to continue to help people in our community, uh, families that are part of CTC and families that are not uh, part of CTC. We're looking forward to doing some more. We have a food distribution that we're looking to do uh, this coming week. That will be shouted out on our all our social media platforms so you'll know when you can come to the church and receive some uh, a food box. We're going to keep helping churches. Uh, some of you know I oversee some churches in Arizona and New Mexico. 
Uh, we're helping them financially, uh, not only them, but we have our church plants in India, South Africa, uh, Mexico. We're, we're continually uh, being a blessing to them when we can. We have a church that we've got affiliation with in Kenya, uh, been helping them. And we also help local churches. Uh, we believe that the body of Christ is much bigger than us. We've never desired to be uh, an empire. We, we believe in the kingdom of God. And so we're, we're sending uh, gifts to local churches in our community. Uh, not all churches have been able to respond to this in the same way. And so we want to make sure that every church that we have an opportunity to help that they make it through this crisis, that they're able to gather once again and glorify the Lord together. This week, I want to pray for Pastor Michael Bryant and uh, the community of First United Methodist, and then we'll go into the word of the Lord. If you, if you don't mind bowing, uh, bowing with me. Father, I want to thank you uh, for the opportunity that we have to bring forth the word of God. It's because of your grace and goodness, even through this, with the changes that we've had to make, some challenges that we've had to overcome. We yet celebrate how good you've been. Lives are still being transformed. The worship each and every week is just amazing. I'm grateful for, for the team, all of the audio team, the visual team, uh, all of the efforts that they put in day after day to help us come forth, Lord, and engage with people who may be in our community, who may be in a, another location, another state, another part of the world, but yet they're having an opportunity to worship the Lord and hear the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, for providing for us. Financially, you've been amazing, and we want to keep being a blessing to people in our community. We're thankful that we can serve, some with finances, some with uh, food boxes, uh, some is just uh, providing opportunities uh, for them to continue to do their either their homeschooling or some have to still go to work. They're considered essential, so there's care that's needed for their children. Lord, there's just so many ways that you've allowed us to come alongside people that you love and people that we love. We thank you that we can serve our city. It is a city indeed that we love, and we pray above all else that Jesus Christ would be exalted. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Well, thank you. I, I would say for me, again, this being Sunday morning, one of the things that I'm absolutely looking forward to is gathering together in, in the community. Uh, it's, it's, it's not the only thing, but for me, that's, that's normal. Actually, for those of us that are, that are Christians, normal Christianity is gathering together in the community. And we're looking forward uh, to doing that with all of the different things that we're doing to stay engaged while people can't gather uh, in person. And again, much of that we'll continue to do, but none of that takes place of us gathering together as a body of Christ in the house of God. And we're looking forward to that. But there's honestly other things that I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm looking forward to date nights again with V. I'm looking forward to going to a restaurant or a, a coffee shop or uh, looking forward to going to a ball game. Uh, I'm honestly looking forward to, to going to the airports. Many people who travel with me know that one of the places that I cannot stand to be in is an airport. But I got to be honest, I am looking forward to them telling me, you know, sir, you got to take more stuff out of your pocket or, or you know, you know, where, why is your laptop still in the bag? I, I'm so looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to smiling at the lady that's complaining behind me because I'm going too slow. 
I'm looking forward to, to the guy patting the guy on the back that, that jumps in front of me because his zone wasn't called, but he wanted to get on the plane before me. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to telling the guy, hey, have a, have a great flight. I, I'm just looking forward to some things that I've, that I've missed. Um, small businesses. I know many of you are looking forward to getting, getting back going. Um, barbershop. If any of you seen my son Tyrone around town, you know he needs a barbershop. So we're looking forward for barbershops uh, to get back open. We're looking forward to visiting friends and family uh, at the hospital. There's, there's a dear lady in our church who uh, constantly is asking for prayer because she's struggling because she can't go to see her mother at the assisted living uh, center. And Diane, know that we're praying for you and praying for your mom. These are things that people are looking forward to. But I, I want to suggest this, though, that not everything that we want to get back to was good. We want things to become normal, but I, I want to try to help you define what normal might be. We know for a lot of us that there's going to be a good normal. Uh, some things that we do now that are, that again, as we, as we missed out on, uh, but there's also some things that when people say that they want to get back to normal, that I wonder, do they really want to go back to that? The, you know, those of you that every day you, 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 you go to work, you got some anxiety because of maybe some relational tensions on your job. Or, or the small business owner who's struggling and under stress just to be profitable. People who go through mental and emotional distress just because of the way life was. I'm not so sure that's what you want to go back to, or people who, who have suffered from making some bad choices or some, some overspending. Maybe going back to schedules that's kind of insane, uh, where you, you lacked rest and no family time and deadlines that you got to meet and contracts that's got to be fulfilled. I'm not so sure that's what you want to get back to. Those that, that uh, have, have had vacations and they ended up with people in separate rooms or not talking to each other in the car? Or how about just going back to life without God? Not having a healthy community that you've cultivated or not being part of a life-giving church. There's so many things that we, we are hoping is a new normal. Uh, things that, that uh, are, are not what it used to be. And, and I, I shared with you in one of the devotionals recently that new is not always bad. At the time we were uh, I think in the background was some construction workers at the church because we're doing some revisions on our stage and, and putting in uh, new lights and new sound and new video and new projection. And, and those of you that are at CTC, you're going to be really amazed at what, what you see when you come in. Those of you that haven't been at CTC, I want you to be amazed when you come in. But, uh, but we're doing a lot of things that's going to help us do even a better job uh, when we get back together. Uh, and, and so for us, we don't want to go back to, to normal with blown speakers and lights that's not working and not hearing everybody in different parts uh, of the building. We're looking forward to a new normal for us. And many of you, I think for life, you want a new normal. I, I, I want to suggest this. Instead of maybe using the term new normal, how about we use the term a better normal, a better normal. At CTC, we, we've discovered some better ways to connect with you. 
Uh, we've discovered some better ways to engage. We've, we've discovered some better ways to reach people and to cultivate community. And I, I don't think we would have accomplished all that if we wouldn't have went through what we're going through right now. And thank God that we, that we did. But, but so why would we want to go back to the old normal? That would restrict us from the people that we've been able to reach now. It would limit us from the opportunities that, we would ha that we've had to, to serve people. It would cause us to miss some of the things that God is directing for us in 2020 and beyond. I shared with you last week, uh, Tisha in our staff meeting talked about the momentum that we had going into 2020, and then all of this happened. And, and for, a, for a minute there, you can think about that and think, my goodness, we had all this excitement, all this energy about 2020, and I'll be doggone if this doesn't happen that causes everything not to be. But you know what we've discovered? It is still happening. And it's even happening better and different than what we thought before. And so, so for us, it's the better normal that we're looking forward to. And so I, I want to I want, I talk to you about the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ because they did what a lot of people might be tempted to do when all of this is over. The disciples had a mindset once they discovered that Jesus had really, it rose from the dead, they had a mindset, okay, we've gotten through that crisis, that's over, Jesus is alive, let's just get back to normal. They had walked through the crisis, they had saw him crucified, then for a minute there he was no longer with them, then he rose, at least they said he rose, but nobody knew where he was, and then they had the proof that he was alive, and they saw him two times um, before this passage that I'm going to read. They went through that crisis of what's going on, then a crisis of confusion, then a fear, then a season of doubt, then a season of loneliness, then a season of disillusionment, then a season of what's next. I, I want you to follow me on the journey. I want to walk you through what they did after they knew that Jesus was alive. And I want to read out of John chapter 20, I want to read verses 26 through 31 and follow this progression. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors was locked, Jesus came in and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you've seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now, this is John writing this, the apostle. And notice these last two verses. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life in his name. And he, he, he wraps that up as if, He's done. Jesus, Jesus came. Jesus showed us all these things, man. He's breathed on us. We got the spirit of God, uh, you know, raised from the dead, uh, gave us some, some power to go out and do some things. We saw him again the second time. We know Jesus is alive. Hey, y'all, I'm telling y'all all of this so you might believe on him. He really done a whole lot more other things than I could write about. But now you got the story. Jesus is alive. You need to believe on him. He's a great man. He's an awesome God. He's Lord. He's Savior. Let's go back to normal. And that's exactly what they did. In chapter 21, John had to pick his pen up and tell another story. And listen to what he said. 
In verse number one, after this, Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. And when he revealed himself in this way, so John is writing an addendum in chapter 21. Simon Peter, Thomas, who's called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, listen to this, I am going fishing. They said to him, we will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, and that night they caught nothing. Now, do, do you, you probably remember this. Do you remember what they did before Jesus called them away to follow him? They were fishermen. John wraps up his writings and says, hey, I'm telling you about this Jesus. You need to believe in him. Peter says, cool, John. Man, we know all about Jesus. He's alive. Let's go and do what we used to do. Let's go back to normal. Let's go back to fishing. That's what they did because that was normal and they thought the crisis is over. We don't need to be concerned about anything. Let's just go back to normal life. And that's my fear that that's what a lot of people will do. Now, mind you, Jesus, three years earlier, when he first came on the scene, he had already told them that he didn't want them to go back to the life of fishing. Three years earlier, when he first engaged with them, you'll see it in Luke chapter 5, verses 9 through 11. It says, for he and all were with him, were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. So also was James and John, sons of Devity, who was partners with them. And let me just back you up on this. Jesus sees them out on the boat. He asks them, hey, fellas, have y'all caught any fish? They said, no, no, we haven't caught none. Jesus shouts to a man, throw the net on the other side and you'll get a great catch. Peter responds, listen, Jesus, we, we get it. We saw you do a few miracles. We ain't never seen you do no fishing. We've been doing this all our life. There is, there is no fish out here today. We know fishing. You don't. Jesus said, just catch the, throw the net on the other side. And sure enough, they did and caught a great haul of fish. And they are overwhelmed at how much they caught. Mm -hmm. So they come to the shore and Jesus says to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. And they had brought their boats to the land and left everything and followed him. Mm -hmm. He was giving them a precursor. I want you to leave a life of normal. Because I got a better way for you. I got a better way of living. That was Jesus' initiation. And listen, I know I get it for all of us. Change is already hard. And it's even, it's even a little bit tougher when it's a little bit unknown of what it'll look like. So all of us will have a tendency to fall back on what we think is normal. That's what we're seeing here in chapter 21 of John. So, so they're back to normal life. They, they, they've seen Jesus. They just think Jesus will still hang around for a while. All of a sudden, they're fishing. They're out there. They catch nothing. They hear this voice come from the shore, says, hey, fellas, do you have any, do you, have you caught any fish? Or basically, I think he said, do you have any meat? They said, no. The voice shouts back out, go ahead and throw the net back out, and you'll have a catch. So they throw the net back out, and all of a sudden, the, nets get, the net gets full of fish. And John, the writer of this, says, that's the Lord. And then Peter puts his clothes on. The scripture says he was in his work clothes, which don't sound like it was much of anything out there on the boat. But he put his clothes back on. He jumps in the water and he swims to Jesus because he hears that's the Lord. When he gets on the shore, Jesus has already started preparing some, some breakfast. He's already, 
uh, cooking some fish. Some of y'all probably don't eat fish, but in the, in the breakfast, but in my culture, oh yeah, we have fried fish in the morning. So so he's out there, he's out there cooking fish, and Jesus says to Peter, now mind you, if you read through that whole passage, the other fellows, it was so many fish they couldn't pull it in. Jesus says, bring me the fish. The scripture says Peter runs and grabs the net and brings the fish onto shore. 153 fish. Not one of them got out of the net and the net didn't break. I think it's interesting that Peter was the one that went and got that net and pulled it and brought it to Jesus. Jesus fed them on the shore and then we get the teaching moment because here's the thing that Jesus had recognized already. These fellas had already went back to normal and there's nothing about our life that should ever go back to normal. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus takes this opportunity to teach. And, and I, want you to, I want you to lean in here uh, for just a moment because he tells Peter, once they finish eating, he looks at the fish and he says to Peter, Peter, do you love me? more than these. Now, here's what Jesus is asking. Do you, do you love your normal life more than you do following me? Do you love your normal thing, doing what you always did more than you did surrendering yourself to me and letting me create a life to you that's not the old normal one, but a whole lot better? Do you love this life more than you actually love me. Peter had to reply to that and, and he did and he said Jesus you know that I love you and Jesus asked him again and, and honestly the answer to Peter was, was, was pretty simple and straightforward from Jesus because he says if so then I need you to do the life the way I want you to do it and this is what I want you to do I, I need you to, 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 to trust me enough that you'll teach the people that I'm bringing into the faith I need you to teach the lambs people who haven't heard the gospel. I need you to trust me enough to care for the people who do understand who I am and who want to live a whole new life. I need you to love me enough to trust me to, to lead you wherever I want you to go. It was just that simple. And Jesus said that to say, hey, basically, I need you to know you're going to have a different life. It's not going to be a normal life. It may become something that becomes normal to you, but it's a better normal than what you had. And if you know the rest of the story of the Apostle Peter, it was him that great made the great declaration when the Holy Spirit poured upon the people of God in the book of Acts, and he declared that Jesus indeed was the risen Christ. And if we to believe in him, every one of us can have a new life in Christ Jesus. Peter got the message that life isn't just to stay the old normal way, but we need to have a better normal. Can I ask you to lean in? Because this is what I've learned through this. You don't want to miss the greater thing that God wants to accomplish during times like this. You don't want to miss the greater thing. Listen to what James uh, says. He says, my fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, See it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. 
For you know that when your faith is tested, I love this, it stirs up power within yeah. you to endure all things. Yeah, you don't want to miss a, the opportunity to see the greater accomplishment that God wants to do in your life during times like this. And this is what I know. For every one of us, God is always helping us or wants us to go from, from strength to strength, faith to faith, glory to glory. He always wants us to, to continue to go more from where we are, better from where we are, different from where we are, into the places that he's called us to. And I love this. The Bible is calling us as a people of God to go from strength to strength. Listen to this passage in Psalm 84. I just love it. Check out the words of this. Even when their paths wind through the dark valley of tears. I know I'm talking to some folks that's had some seasons of tears, some dark valleys. Listen, even when their paths wind through the dark valley of tears, listen to what, what we do. They dig deep to find a pleasant pool where others find only pain. He gives to them a brook of blessing filled from the rain of outpouring. They grow, talking about us, the people of God that are digging down deep through those tears, getting a hold of that pleasant pool. Listen, he says they grow from stronger and stronger with every step forward, and the God of gods will appear before them in Zion. That's where God wants us to go, from strength to strength. But it only gets better. He wants us to go from faith to faith. Listen to what the scripture says in Romans chapter 1 of us going from this place of faith, which might be a place sometimes faith, sometimes doubt, good days, bad days, trusting, not trusting, fearful, not fearful. He says, listen, I want you to go from faith to faith. Listen to this. This gospel unveils a continual revelation of God's righteousness, a perfect righteousness given to us when we believe. Watch this. And it moves us from receiving the life through faith to the power of living by faith. This is what the scripture means when it says we are right with God through living life-giving faith. I'm here to tell you, folks, we go from faith to faith. God moves us in that direction where we go from a life through faith to the power of living by faith. But it's not just faith to faith. It's also glory to glory. I want you to watch this and listen to this. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. I love this. We can all draw close, draw close to him with the veil removed from our faces. If I just give you just a little bit of understanding of what he's saying. This is a picture of Moses in the Old Testament when he had went up on the mountain of, of, to receive the Ten Commandments. He had spent time with the Lord there for 40 days where when he came back, his face was glowing. So much glowing that he had to put a veil over his face because the people were overwhelmed by the brightness of Moses' face because he had been face to face with the almighty God. Now it's talking about us as the people of God. As we spend time in the presence of the Lord, there is a, there is a glow about us because we're right there in the presence of him. Listen, we can all draw close to him with the veil removed from our faces. In other words, we can go right into the presence of God. We don't need a veil. And with no veil, we all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. We are being transfigured into his very image. Can I just pause right there? The image of God is a whole lot better than your image. 
I'm going to tell you that right now. The, the, it's a better image. Being more like Jesus Christ is a whole lot better than it was for you before. But we're being transfigured into this very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. And this glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Man, listen to this. We go from strength to strength, faith to faith, glory to glory. That's a better normal than any of us had before. And so let me just share this with you. What's a better normal for you? And I only got a couple of points, two or three points I want to I wanna give you. What's a better normal for you? Can I suggest this? Placing priorities in the proper order. There's, there's so many things now that many of us are doing that we weren't doing before, and we're finding out that it's good. Many of us have more rest time. Many of us have more times with our spouses, more time with our children. Many of us have time just to sit down and watch a movie and eat popcorn. Uh, we, we, have, we have the time to take a walk, to exercise, uh, to take better, better care of ourselves. Many of us have more opportunity, honestly, to think about other people, to check on the elderly, to check on our family, our friends, to serve other people. That's, that's a better normal. Why? Because during a time like this, we've realized that there's some opportunities that we have never taken advantage of before. But can I tell you, those are the better priorities in life. And, and so I, I, a better normal for you ought to be placing priorities in the proper order. Now, there's some scriptures that speaks about this. Proverbs 21, 21 says this, whoever pursues righteousness and unfailing love will find life. Here is what it's saying. When you make a priority to pursue righteousness, you're going to find life, you're going to find righteousness, and you're going to find honor. Hear that. Make that a priority. Pursue the righteousness of God. Matthew 6.33 tells us another one. Seek first the kingdom of God. In other words, make that a priority. Make that a priority. You've engaged more in scripture reading. You've engaged more in prayer. You, you've engaged more in, in honestly, in, in the things that we're communicating to you on, every, on a daily basis and, a, and a, weekly, a weekly basis. Seek those things first. That's what the scripture says. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. What things? The stuff that we always worried about. The stuff of what we were going to eat, what we were going to wear, what we were going to drink. How am I going to make this perfect? Or how am I going to make this right? Or how can I meet that deadline? Or how can I, you know, all that stuff that used to overwhelm us. Here's what the scripture is saying. If you put your priorities in order, if you take care of the father's business, I guarantee you he'll take care of yours. Yeah. If you put things in the right order. And so, so that's, that's the first thing I want to share with you now. What's a better normal for you? Placing priorities in the proper order. Here, here's a second priority for you, or second thing for you. Sustaining a new relationship with God. Now, I'm talking to people now that I may have never met before in person. But I know for a fact, just from the responses that we're getting, there's some of you that have made a commitment to Christ that you, that you had never made before. There's some of you that are starting a life just through some of the uh, in, uh, communication, uh, watching uh, our services. Some of you are starting a life with Christ that you had never engaged in, and and, and I, I want to encourage you to I want to encourage you to sustain it. Here here is what Romans five eleven says. It says, "So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship." Uh, sorry, 
Romans 5.11 says, so now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. That's the life now that you can sustain. You have a, a wonderful new relationship with the God who created the planet, the God who is now your friend. The Lord Jesus Christ has engaged you in a whole new life. And now you become friends of God and God loves you and he'll continue to pour out blessings for you. So for some of you, it's truly new. For others of you, it may not be a new relationship, but you're, an enjoy you're enjoying it now like you never have before. And you want to keep that up. The times that you're spending in, in your reading, the times you're spending in praying, the times you're spending in serving, the times you're spending in worshiping. Don't let that stuff go. You're finding out how good it is for you. Sustain that relationship with God. Keep it going. You, listen, you've been freed from a bunch of bondages. You've been freed from a bunch of old stuff. You've been freed from a bunch of dead religion that controlled your mind and controlled what you've done. Your life is no longer motivated yeah. by that old normal way of living. So listen, now keep living by the freshness and the yeah. newness of the Holy Spirit that's in your life. Keep living according to that. That's a better normal for your life. And here's, here's the last thing. And I, I don't know, I, I get tickled by this one. If I was standing up in the church, I'd probably run on this one and maybe, maybe not even get it out. But I, you know what I found out I've learned to do more is celebrate Jesus. I'm telling you, it seems like a novel thought, but I have learned to celebrate Jesus more because this is what I've come to the conclusion. If nothing else about life with the things that I once enjoyed ever return to that again, I'm talking about the things I once enjoyed. There's that other stuff that we talked about. You don't even want to go back to that. But there's stuff that we did enjoy before that I talked about. But if it never returns, you know what I love celebrating now? The fact that Jesus saved my life, yeah. saved my soul. I mean, just celebrating Jesus. Listen to this. When God, our Savior, revealed his kindness and love, watch this. He saved us, not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins. It don't matter what you've done. Hear me, young man. Hear me, young lady. Hear me, grandfather. Hear me, teenager. It doesn't matter what you've done. Jesus Christ will wash away every one of your sins, giving us a new birth and a new life through the Holy Spirit. He generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. I'm telling you, church, that is worth celebrating. Jesus is worth celebrating. He has given his life for us Every day of my life, no matter what happens, if they say, Tyrone, stay in shelter another year, okay, there'll be some things that I wouldn't be comfortable with, but I'm telling you what every morning will start out with, celebrating Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Every day I can celebrate Jesus, and I'm going to encourage you to do the same. Now listen, if you're listening to this message, and again, you might be one of those ones that's come on for the first time. This is your first time watching us. We want to know about it. You got an opportunity to respond so in the chat. Um, say so. Say, hey, this is my first time watching. And you can say, hey, man, I like that. Man, I, I like that group that sung. I like that dude. But man, that shirt is kind of funky looking. I mean, you can say whatever you want to say. But this is, this, is what, this is what I want you to hear from me. If this is your first time and something that has, is speaking to your heart and your mind 
Can I just tell you something? It's not your laptop. It's not your TV. It's not your iPad. It's the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God right now is speaking to your heart and mind. Some of you, while I'm talking to you right now, you're feeling yourself shaking. Right now, some of you are saying, that guy is talking straight to me. Right now. Somebody, you're, you're watching this and think, I think he just read my mail. He knows my life. I'm going to tell you somebody who knows you better. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm going to tell you something Jesus has done that I can never do for you. He died on the cross for your sins. That your sins may be forgiven. That you may have eternal life. Whatever your life looked like before you turned on this stream, whatever it looked like then, I'm telling you right now, you got a chance for it to be a better normal. A better normal life will be a normal life with Jesus Christ. Here's what the scripture says, and, and it, it's, it's, it's right there for you to read. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If you just say that with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, I want you to hear me right now as I pray for you right now. As you pray a prayer with me, I'm telling you right now, Jesus will save your soul. And I'm telling you, I want to know about it. We want to know about it. We want to follow up with you. Hit that connect card. Let us know that connect link and let us know. We want, to, we want you to get baptized. You may say, well, well, Tyrone, I'm not even living in New Arizona. Don't worry. We got connections all over the country. We will be able to get you baptized. Heck, when planes start flying, we'll fly and baptize you. It won't matter to us. We're so grateful that you have become part of the family of God. So hear me today. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, I want you to know you can become part of the family of God. And here's what the scripture says. Each one of us must repent of our sins. Just simply acknowledge, hey, I need to turn from this old life. It was a jacked up life. It was a life that maybe it was a whole lot of good stuff, but there was a whole lot of stuff that just wasn't right. Always felt empty, felt lonely, felt lost, felt confused, didn't know, didn't, didn't know who I was at times, couldn't get my bearings, not sure what, what all this was all about. I'm here to tell you, you can turn from that and turn to God. Be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to close this with, for prayer. I'm going to pray for you that are making a first-time commitment, and I'm going to pray for you who heard this message and say, I, man, I get it. I want to have a better normal life. Will you bow with me? Father, I want to thank you for the opportunity to share the word of the Lord. Thank you for the message that you have granted. And Lord, I know there's people in Yuma, Arizona, the state of Arizona, in states throughout the USA, mm -hmm. and in foreign countries, countries in other lands that are hearing this message right now, and you are speaking to them by the Spirit of God. Father, I pray that right where they are, they will turn to you and say, I want Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I'm turning to God. I'm giving my life to him. And I'm going to ask you if, you, if that's you, just say, Jesus, come into my life. Thank you for, for, for uh, dying on the cross for me. Thank you, Father, for receiving me as your son and your daughter. Thank you for forgiving me of all of my sins. Today, I make a commitment to serve you all the days of my life. And I'm here to tell you, Jesus will come in right now. Father, be with them.
wherever they are. Lord, let us have an opportunity to respond to them and to pray with them and to help them along the way. Those who, have, who know you, but have right now, Lord, have determined, I don't want the old normal. I want a better normal. Jesus, help them do it. Orchestrate their steps. Guide them. Let them embrace you. Let them sustain the things that you're working in their life. And Lord, let them live a life that's to the fullest. Father, I thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. And thank you for the opportunity to declare your word. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Listen, the, the worship team is going to take us out with a song. So if you're sitting, standing, come on and join with us. Thank you for once again being with us. Uh, you're going to get some uh, next steps um, from Tisha. And I'm looking forward to either hearing from you or maybe one of these days getting a chance to meet you. God bless you.